0: Welcome to Andy Sends It, a full send HQ.com podcast where we talk about badassery in the world and action sports and use our friend, me, Andy, <laughs> as a barometer for crazy.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Andy Sends It, where we're, today we're going to talk about uh, art in the action sports culture. We're going to have a guest, uh, Nico, come on. He's a tunnel shredder, indoor skydiving. Um, we're going to talk about the jetmen who uh, fly with fixed wings. And uh, we're going to, talk uh, of course, our badassery segment.
2: <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Hey, everybody, this <laughs> is Jen.
1: Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what you you were doing like a soundtrack there? <laughs>
2: um, uh-huh. I w- I choose to sing sometimes, <laughs> and you sometimes. all get to benefit from it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. We really <laughs> appreciate that. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Um, so let's let's jump right into it. Um, oh. so um, art and action sports. Right. two are very closely intertwined throughout the, their entire, you know, history of one another, um, and one of the things we're trying to do at Full Send uh, is is really highlight that uh, how how closely related uh, expression through action sports uh, relates to expression through art and how the two overlap in a lot of different places. Um, jen you've had some experience with Tour because Tour is a really big proponent of this right
2: yeah well i think we should just you know dude so so skateboarding is one of the first action sports that just has really embraced art in their culture and so Tour, all of the major action sports events tend to have really cool art components and um ZooTour is a really cool example, because in 2017, they found a way to mix technology with skateboarding, and they created an art installation. And the way that it worked was they were able to visualize um, adrenaline spikes, so when (laughs) <laughs> Thank you're you. the man Ming so anyway imagine a skateboarder coming off a ramp dropping into a ramp doing a kickflip and then when that happens you don't think you might look at it because they do it so seamlessly and not think they're working too hard but actually they're adrenaline spiking so you could go into this installation walk around and actually be fully immersed in what people were doing it was really really cool they commissioned an artist to do it and they had this whole thing
1: the biometrics were tracking all their vitals.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you would walk in and it would be spikes, imagine digital, kind of like, you know, when they do, when they play music, and what do you call that, when they visualize music?
1: Yeah. uh, Spectrum analyzer. Spectrum analyzer. Oh, Spectrum yeah. analyzer. They
2: were spectra analyzing the shit out of the entire <laughs> space. <laughs> and it was awesome. Specialize the fuck out of this. <laughs> so anyway, anyway. Um, you know, that's just a really cool example of how this is, is happening. And something that we actually just recently wrote about at Full Send HQ is about this glow-in-the-dark skate park <laughs> And basically what they did at a museum in Milano, Italy, they uh, painted it. It's a, it's a full-on skate park, and they painted it in glow-in-the-dark paint. And when the lights are off, it's this beautiful, it looks like a green, like kind of like it's covered in slime, but but cooler. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. like
0: green and blue, like glow-in-the-dark. Mm-hmm. Like
1: Yeah, like back in the day, remember we used to have the little glow-in-the-dark like squeeze bottles you can write stuff on, and it would glow. Yeah, it's like that, but like a lot of paint. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're talking <laughs> about the little A.C. Moore. Yeah, yeah, you know. You, know. <laughs> you write red rum on the wall, and then you wait for mom to shut the lights off at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those <laughs> little stars you put on your ceiling. Yeah, 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 that. That's exactly what it looks like, the stars. I wanted
0: to
2: put those in the van. Yeah. yeah be cool. And then I said, the you can just walk outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so <fast. laughs> uh,
2: yeah so what's really cool about this it's on the ground floor of a museum right it's in a museum oh, yeah. Right, yeah and people can go in and skate and then they also partnered with um, an edm artist so they paired music with it super super interesting and on full send we um, do artist highlights so we recently did one about this local artist, actually, named Jay Alders, who we'd love to have on the podcast sometime. Yep, I'm sure he'd
1: like to come on, I'll ask yeah. him. Yeah,
2: and uh, mm. he, he actually does paintings of action sport, people doing action sports, and he has some of the most beautiful, his characters are really, uh, have elongated limbs. That's kind of their nature. And uh, then he'll he'll paint them, uh, you know, climbing or surfing. And it's really, really interesting. So we'd like to highlight a whole bunch of people who are doing art in the community uh, to kind of further support and celebrate that part of the industry.
0: One kind of I was thinking about, like, talking about going back to skateboarding and, like, this, here's this glow-in-the-dark skate park that they put out for people to go and do. And there's skate parks everywhere. That shit wasn't out there. Like, mm-hmm. skating was, like... N- you weren't allowed to do it anywhere. Nobody wanted you anywhere. Right. You were looked down upon and now there's museum yeah. Expos with it, skate parks everywhere and Mm-hmm. definitely the culture has definitely changed yeah I remember
1: skateboarding was not a crime that was the big movement yeah
0: yeah, yeah. there's stickers That's... and stuff everywhere yeah. like on I codes. remember
1: um, a, a mom took me to work one day I don't I don't know why probably because I got suspended or something from school <laughs> so I was skateboarding at uh, one of her buildings and it was really really cool like surface and it was a big corporate building so you know huge uh hills and and really long rails and stairs and curbs and it was just me in the middle of the day everyone's at work and I'm like Fuck yeah, dude! That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so I'm skating around, and then, uh, even then, security guard can't skate here. Get out, get off the property. I'm like, my mom's working inside. He's like, I don't care. And wow, you know, it wow. was a typical, you know, clash between security yeah. guard and skater. But I didn't end up hitting him with a skateboard like some. People have done in the past. We do not advocate that, by the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: but, but you're totally right, Andy. There there's been a it used to be illegal in a lot of places and that's why it was also kind of popular and it was this cult kind of sport. And now it's yeah, it's kind of like refined now in a way. Yeah. Just because it has gotten to the point where it's in the fucking Olympics. <laughs> it's in the, I mean it's an Olympic sport, right? Yeah. So with that comes just a maturation. Yeah. Which it should be. It should
0: yeah. be. There's so much different. It it, and snow
1: snowboard was the same Snowboarding was the same way i mean they were not welcome in any mountains and it, it was only until maybe late 90s early 2000s don't quote me on the on the time frame where the some of the most prestigious mountains in colorado even allowed snowboarders on there like you weren't even allowed to, to ride at vale
2: mm, and in all those wow, places yeah. for
1: a long time so they were like <laughs> the skateboarders of the yeah. of the mountain a hundred percent
2: well and even still a lot of skiers hate snowboarders because well they tend to push the excuse me for popping that (laughs) they tend to push the uh, snow a little bit with their boards especially if they don't really know what they're doing they'll kind of slide down some people who are less experienced will slide down on their edge um and it pushes all the snow away. So skiers will, well, you yeah, the pow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that said, I'm, I really want to take snowboarding lessons soon. Yeah. Oh, and really quick before we move past this, I want to say that that movement, that hashtag, Oh, I guess back then it wasn't a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even Instagram. <laughs> it was a sticker. Wow, I am a sticker. millennial. this
0: yeah. <laughs> on stuck on something graffiti. Yeah. It
1: was graffiti.
2: <laughs> There's that's going on right now in the van life community. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. People are saying van life not a crime because people are trying to. A lot of states or cities are trying to ban sleeping in your vehicles. What? that's mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah especially on the west coast and wow where if you go out west though it's so prominent yeah yeah prevalent. I guess. people are sleeping in rvs everywhere it's they're right. everywhere right and it's then like, you come are you out just here homeless really or are you
1: just like our new York explorer i'm not really <laughs> it's
2: it's just a lot of people actually just live in san diego in their vans so yeah they're not nomadic yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah really interesting it's crazy so cool. people are trying to push for them not to, to make it illegal. So there's stickers everywhere. So, yeah, van life. And then also that's refining and <laughs> going on Instagram. And so, that's going to be an
1: Olympic sport soon, too.
0: <laughs> Hard, <laughs> hardcore living an <laughs> Olympic sport. There's shower that, in here, yeah. or nothing. long as <laughs> not so <use> the toilet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Best meal on a hot plate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It was like we were at the bar the other day and i made a comment about not having showered for three days but i said it almost as like a humble brag yeah. and they and they called me out and were are like sweet brag i, I pretty said yeah. weird flex bro yeah
0: <laughs> cool check please <laughs>
2: One last thing (laughs) on the art uh, topic before we move on. I just want to mention that it's not just skateboarding. Uh, There's art, uh, the Dew Tour, the Winter Dew Tour. Dew Tour is obviously very progressive with art. This is the second time I'm mentioning them. But Dew Tour Winter, they just highlighted uh, two up and coming snowboarders of the year, or skiers of the year, excuse me. And um, both of them were recognized for the work that they're doing in filmmaking. and so it just shows that how important and strong it is to the community and then even in skydiving we have you know in skydiving we should do a whole segment on boogies and what boogies are but they're essentially skydiving events and parties and uh the one we have at my home drop zone of skydive the ranch is in upstate new york is um (laughs) almost like has art installations it's it's so it's really cool there yeah yeah it's a, and and it's all produced by the skydivers, so awesome. it's not yeah. that they're not getting paid to do it. A lot of them are volunteering their time. It's kind of like Burning Man in that sense, and building these incredible art pieces just to share and create experiences in the community. Uh, everything from music, really fantastic music experiences, to like full blown, you can walk in them installations. So it's just really neat. Yeah, my awesome. favorite
1: is the floating bar. It's like a barge that's a that's a <laughs> two story bar. That's really not that safe at all, yeah. but. It's super awesome. It's literally
2: <laughs> a two-story bar. Yeah. And it's and it's in the swoop pond, which basically yeah. means that skydivers, they'll a lot of them will corkscrew down near the ground and then gain speed, which is very counterintuitive to what I do. I come in nice and slow. Seriously. <laughs> <Nice laughs> <of> <laughs> <Andy. laughs> Going in Oh, fuck me, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll spend all day Sunday at um, this main boogie we have at the ranch, just drinking margaritas, and swoopers are flying by you while you're on this two-story bar. It's it's just crazy. Yeah,
1: and trying not to flip the bar over.
0: Swoopers, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Swoopers are the cor- They corkscrew down towards Uh-oh. the ground. Yeah. And then they, they skim they actually... along
1: the ground. The, the, the goal is to get as close to the ground as possible, without, and, but with high speed.
2: Correct. So. It's, it's actually, I guess, a 720 is what they do. So they do a couple full rotations. And starting, I'm not a swooper, so any swoopers out there, correct me <laughs> in the comments, please. But, you know, they start however amount of feet above the ground, say it's like 400 feet. And um, they ri- they they go on to a turn, really tight turn that – Corkscrews them down three rotations and then they flatten out. So when they come in to land, they come in super fast, super, super fast. And they're able to skim the ground for a longer <laughs> period of time. It's a very advanced way to land. And there's actually swooping competitions that exist. And I have some friends who compete in them and and they'll come down and they'll even try to go around a course, stuff like that. Some people have come down while swooping, turned around, did a 180, turn back around. It's an, it's really really, really yeah, interesting this, <laughs> so
0: you take <laughs> skydiving we <we'll> just try <laughs> so you take jumping out of a fucking plane yes and then make it harder and faster <laughs> in the landing correct it's okay just, just want to make what's sure what's the I most dangerous part of skydiving <laughs> yeah, right. like,
2: uh sorry. the last 100 feet that's
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. so a really fucking kick it yeah, up a yeah, notch
0: and like, <laughs> so really kick this into high gear yeah. <laughs> just not feeling it anymore What, want to come in real hard real fast <laughs> Generally the thing no one wants to do ever in anything that has to do with flying or falling. (laughs) It's crazy. I, no, yeah, it sounds fucking. Nuts. I made it. I made. I it ten like thousand margaritas feet. and watch that. I can do that because I ain't doing it.
2: You have to come up. We're gonna live podcast uh, from there next time oh. it happens. Yeah. And just comments on all the swoopers I think. I feel hilarious. it's just gonna
0: be holding a drink on what the fuck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the <laughs> fuck? Unlock. That's
0: that's pretty much what it is, yeah is.
2: <laughs> I've seen people do crazy mm. things while swooping because because you can get really precise and to be at that level you need to be a badass oh. flyer. And I've seen people come between like a building and a pole. You know what I mean? Like things that they could definitely hit, flying right over where the spectators are to land that way. They
1: flying next to the fucking bar at, at the branch.
2: Flying really close to the bar. They we're on this floating float in
1: the bar. bar that's not really even tied down. It just kind of floats like this. And- <laughs> Everyone has to run back and forth so it doesn't flip over. Like It takes on water. Everyone's like, go to the other side. And they're like, now I'm going to swoop like 10 so feet away from dangerous. it. <laughs> everything's dangerous. Everything's like, so dangerous. It's
2: like... You come to the drop zone and you don't get out alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. it, it's, um, it is really dangerous. Yeah. But, but you it's know, super awesome to That's watch. what action sports people do, man. Mm-hmm. Danger's push... my
0: middle fucking name. I'm all about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we push uh, the boundaries. I thought it was
0: Scott. It's Michael. <laughs> it's different. Michael.
2: Very My friend,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So yeah, uh, so uh, you want to get Nico on the phone here?
0: Let's, let's yeah. Move on. Yeah. All All
2: right. right, we're, we're
0: on the phone with it's... Nico Gonzalez. Yeah.
2: yeah, we're on the phone calling our guest. what's <laughs> up? Welcome to the podcast, Nico Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, if you guys don't know, Nico was the first uh, athlete that we spotlighted on FullsonHQ.com. He is an indoor skydiver slash tunnel shredder.
2: He is my friends first and foremost. <laughs> <pull> that, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jen has friends. I, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's shocking. I know, but so so Nico and I met um, because of skydiving, as you might have guessed, shocker. And yeah. we both have the same home drop zone. And I was also training with his lady in the tunnel, and we would hang out sometimes in the in the indoor skydiving tunnel, fly which we've talked about. So Nico is an indoor i-fly uh, instructor oh awesome
0: yep. so yeah,
3: yeah yeah I've been doing it about uh six years and uh, now I've gotten to the point where I can actually travel around and uh, and do like uh, small seminars in different cities across the US and Europe as well that's awesome so so he, do what you love right
2: so he moved out oh, to- yeah,
3: fantastic yeah.
2: Hell yeah, you're you're winning life, Nico. So Nico moved out to uh, Southern California a few months ago. Yep. Did you uh, move out there um, to? Why, why did you guys move out there? Besides the fact that it's so, warm there always.
3: Yeah, so I don't actually jump that much anymore, right? Because uh, you know I'm just like not really that into it as much. But Bavani, my girlfriend, um, she jumps a ton, and here in New York you can only jump like for like four or five months out of the year, you know? Right. Um, sure. Unless you're a psycho and you jump in the winter. Those people are crazy. People do that and they're um, crazy.
2: People surf yeah. in the winter here too. They're also crazy. Yeah, also
3: crazy. Yes. Yeah. They're all cuts from the same cloth. Yep. You know? um, it's the culture. But, uh, yeah, she wanted to move to California so she could jump a lot more. And I wanted to move to California so that I could surf a lot more. So, Awesome. yeah, it worked out perfect. Yeah, and they have, like, the indoor skydiving facilities, they have them everywhere. So we moved to Oceanside, California, uh, and we're both working at the tunnel over there, and it's going awesome.
1: Awesome. Andy, what are you want? fucking cool. Right? <laughs>
0: Andy's like, it's so cool to meet you. It's like, I get to serve. She gets to do indoor stuff. I don't know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy, tell, tell, yeah, tell,
1: tell, tell Nico what you thought about, uh, when you, before you knew what iFly was, Tell him what you thought the building
0: looked like. <laughs> so, <we> t- <laughs> so I drive oh by. Oh, my the- God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talked about it last time. So I drive by it all the time, the one in New Jersey. And Doug asked yeah. me what I thought it looked like and I was like, It looks like a place in a video where bad shit happens. Like it's this video weird, game. Video like cynical <laughs> thing in the center with shit coming off the sides. I'm like, What the it's fuck? Like where is you this fight this? the final boss. And yeah, exactly. There's the secret in there. Yeah. I know there is. <laughs> what are you hiding? i fly. like so funny.
2: <laughs> so
3: Yeah, you know, the the first time sorry, the first time that I flew, I actually like the first time that I went to an indoor skydiving place, um, they bought me, like, a ticket to go do it, like a gift certificate. Right. And I looked at the gift certificate, and I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> and then I, like, I did it, and, I, like, I haven't stopped playing. Like, it was, like, whatever. So
0: what you went from what the fuck is this to, like, doing it professionally? Yeah.
3: Literally wow. <laughs> within, <laughs> like, a minute. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> wow. That's yeah, awesome. Like, like, even to the point, like right before I got into the wind, I was like, this is so dumb. Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> so fun about it. And then I got out of the wind and I looked at my sister. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to work doing this now. And she was wow. like, yeah, whatever. You said that about a billion things. And I was like, no, like this is, this is pretty much it. Oh, wow. It means it. No. This time I mean yeah. it.
2: Wow. And you shorted, And so now yep. you are on a team and you're competing. So tell us a little bit about your team.
3: Yeah. So, um, it's me and my teammate, uh, who's, uh, Chris Andrade, right. He also jumps and, you know, shreds in the tunnel and he's like amazing. And, um, he moved up here to New York about two and a half years ago. And when he moved here, I flew with him a little bit just to like mess around. And I'm like, Oh man, like this guy can fly like really well. And I'm like, you know, like, I think I want to start competing in what they call dynamic. Right. At the time I didn't really know that much about it, but we started researching it and, You know, we teamed up and it's basically like a race inside the wind tunnel, right? Like everybody goes in and they do like a sprint um, with like uh, certain moves and then whoever does it the fastest wins, right? So uh, we teamed up and we've been competing together about two years. I think we've done six competitions. And uh, last year we got second at nationals, uh, which qualified us to go to the world championship. uh, And then we went to the world championship in France. Uh, and it was awesome. Sick. Yeah, really good time. We didn't win that. We got 11th. <laughs> but, you know, 11th in the world, like, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: Something nothing to you. shake a stick at, man. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and you guys just recently competed at the U.S. and were nationals.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we competed at nationals again this year. Um, and we qualified to go to the World Cup. Um, but I'm not going because I can't really afford it because the, uh, oh, the move to California was a bit expensive. But yeah. Chris is going. Um and he's competing in dynamic four-way, which is like a four-person team, uh, like the race format. And then he's competing in freestyle, which is just kind of get in and do your best moves, you know. And he qualified for that as well, That's like both awesome. years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute gangster. <laughs>
1: yeah, just watching the videos of that stuff is like insane. Like the the amount of like precision it takes and how fast you're moving and how quickly you shift from like one one direction and and to another, like, you know, you have three, three axes basically, right. That you're moving across and being able to like go up and then go sideways and then turn and then go in an angle. Like it's, I don't even understand the physics behind it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the, um, like the body awareness, you know, it's like, you have to be very surgical with like your movements because every, every part of your body is basically a wing, um, is like hard enough. But then like you're moving in 3D space and like you're upside down sometimes or like spinning and it like getting it all to mesh together and work takes like so much time and it's so hard, but it feels amazing. Like even just flying like really basic stuff is awesome. That's you know, awesome! It's a, yeah, it's yeah. always fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: sure. I'm sure it's a blast. Once you get really good at it, I'd probably throw myself into a wall. You know, really. Fast. It happens, <laughs> I'm though. Sure. That's, That's why there's walls there. Nico,
2: how fast do you think I've you're traveling a lot. when you're in the tunnel? Um, like me physically,
3: or how fast the wind is?
2: Uh, both.
3: Both. So the wind. Uh, let's say, for example, like at Westchester. Um, when it's at a hundred percent of the uh, like the capacity of this tunnel right like as fast as it can go this one's about 165 miles an hour like wow. 165 um, but there's other tunnels in the world that are like way faster Really? right so um, when we compete uh, usually if we're competing in the U.S. because um, the tunnels are pretty regulated here in terms of safety uh, we basically just tell them to put it as fast as it'll go and just get in and do our thing. Um, <laughs> crank it up all the way. Floor right. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, we're just like, put it all the way up. Like, we know it's not going to be, like, you know, insane. But then in, for instance, like, when we competed in France, uh, we were competing at 85% of that tunnel's capacity. Uh, and it was, like, way faster than any U.S. tunnel. So it's, it varies from place to place. But it's usually around, like, 160 to 190 miles an hour so uh, if which you, is like insane hurricane speeds
2: yeah yeah if you make a mistake yeah. and you get rammed into the glass it, you're gonna hurt oh my yourself. god
3: yeah
2: yeah so that just yeah, shows you can eat it i just want people to understand how extreme it is right because yeah, you can look right. at those indoor skydiving videos and we'll um have some oh right here <laughs> for the youtube um, audience for the youtube audience but um they look really beautiful because it looks like a dance yep. you know he it's really interesting Nico that you just described it like a sprint race because yep. um, the, you are right it is a timed event you're trying to perform a certain routine in a, in a specific time is that what yeah, you're correct. yes yeah, yeah. but when you watch it as an outsider outside of the tunnel it's beautiful I mean it really looks more like a dance like a choreographed dance it's yeah. really really beautiful yeah.
3: The thing about the the indoor skydiving is, like, the more, uh, like, the less you move in the correct position, the better you fly. So, to people that are watching it, they're like, well, they're barely moving. It's like, yeah, because they have the perfect position. But when you start learning, like, your limbs are all over the place and, like, you know, you're a mess, just like, you know, I was when I learned, too.
1: Yeah, so speaking of that, so Andy, uh, go ahead and describe yourself, Andy. We're going to bring him into a tunnel. We'd, <laughs> and we'd love for you to okay. be there if possible. So, so
2: we want to send Andy on a bunch of extreme sports adventures.
1: Okay. And go ahead, describe
0: yourself. I, I'm not somebody who does any of this stuff mm. at all. Yeah. Um, How <laughs> not <about> your stature? <laughs> I, I'm about 270 pounds, about six foot two. I don't want to give it a go. <laughs> I don't want to get in a tunnel. I got a big beard. Just want to see the whole thing. How it happens.
2: So, is that yeah. possible, Nico?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The weight limit in the U.S. is 300 pounds. So Her you're picked. solid.
0: Nailed it. Eat your Wheaties for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I don't own a scale, so I'm going to have to check on that. (laughs) You couldn't borrow mine.
3: (laughs) Hey, listen, plus or minus 30 pounds, you're still good. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, cool. That's a
2: secret that they don't like.
1: That's not a free pass, Andy. (laughs) Twinkies (laughs) and fried chicken.
2: So, can – Nico, can you just share some experiences? Like, I'm sure you've taken – because Andy is afraid he's going to be the biggest and oldest person that's ever come there. I'm assuming you've seen other flyers of his – or, you know, I'm sure you've had a whole wide diverse old, group but... of people. He's not that old.
0: Well, fair. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely. I mean, the, as, as far as, like, age, I've flown everyone from, like, a two-year-old to I think the oldest person that I have flown personally was 100 years old. What? what that's awesome yeah, yeah 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 and and he killed it too he was he, he flew really well injury. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah and in terms of like weight and height and all that stuff i mean like we've flown i mean i have flown like every size shape and everything like you know it, i've flown I, i've been doing it six years so at this point like i've flown people that are like you know, seven feet tall and they're like 250 pounds or uh-huh. they're like five foot two and they're like 300 pounds, like, and everything in between, like, you know, little kids, big kids, everybody, you know, Nice, it, awesome. uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like, um, like what your physical, like, uh, like attributes are, um, everybody can fly, you know? And at the end of the day, like you're flying your own body and it's, it's just about learning like what position works for you. And like, there you go.
1: Mm-hmm. cool so you think you think uh you know I, we'll, we'll plan it into the future but is it possible maybe you're out here another time in the future and we can get you guys in a tunnel together yeah,
0: i'm down oh, <laughs> yes. uh, ah yeah. 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 fuck yes i sent a new vlog
1: <laughs> sick we'll, we'll bring a videographer yeah, yeah. and everything it's gonna be dope nice
2: does everybody know what the jetman is here would someone like to explain it
1: sure uh well there's there's t- Two of them, really. Uh jet with Jetman is a is a I guess it's a it's an organization slash company, but the there's two like really well known guys in in the sport. Uh basically the Jetman, have you seen any of the videos of Fixed wing guys. They like have kind of like a wing on their back with uh, some jet turbines, and they fly through the sky. Sometimes they fly with planes, and they do tricks. It's kind of like an Iron Man-type situation. But it's more
0: like Rocket Man, yeah, Disney movie right? from That's the 90s. That's what I said
1: to Jen when she was, ha- she was like, what's a good hashtag about like, Rocket Man? <laughs> <laughs> or the Rocketeer. The, the Rocketeer, Rocketeer,
0: right.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so uh, a record was just set by was a, the two guys, uh, Vince Verfette, Uh, He's from Dubai and Yves Rossi, he's from Switzerland. Yves Rossi was the first guy to do it back in December 2006. He was a Swiss uh, uh, fighter pilot. But Vint Raffet, at a skydive Dubai, just was the first person to do a VTOL, vertical takeoff and landing. Autonomous, vertical takeoff, hover, and then transition to fixed wing flight and reach an altitude of 6,000 feet at 250 miles an hour. So that is uh, that's never been done before.
2: A real live superhero. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: That,
1: that's a yeah. new voice. <laughs> he,
2: so guys, just think about this. Yeah. He took off from his own two fucking feet yeah. and went a mile into the sky mm-hmm. with wings on his back. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I did some math. You got written down. <gasps> yeah, I did a little okay. math. Okay. It's absolutely insane. He did, in 30 seconds, he did 3,280 feet. That's just under 11 football fields he flew straight into the sky in 30 seconds.
2: Damn.
1: Yeah, he should work for the NFL. <laughs> he would kill everyone. <laughs> Great wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, seriously. Pass it to me. just flies through the end zone. <laughs> be safe.
0: It's all handoffs and flying. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So he... Sends a, well, he... a
1: Tron-type game. <laughs>
2: So what he did was he he took off and he actually hovered about twenty feet above the ground and did a bunch of maneuvers, you know, turns and, and showing that basically he had control of this. And then Nico, this is this is crazy, and I feel like as a skydiver, you'll appreciate this. After that, yeah. he landed back down on his own two feet.
3: Mm-hmm. I that's, mean that's That's the most impressive part for
2: me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. As a skydiver, right? All yeah. all we do, well, <laughs> Now Nico's more in the tunnel, <laughs> but as skydivers, it, it's really about wanting to experience flight, you know? It's human flight as close as yep. we can get to it. That's why one of the coolest things to do is actually jump out of a hot air balloon because it's so quiet, you know, you don't have the plane. So it's human flight, but you know, we have to land with parachutes and people ask me that all the time about wingsuiters. They, people think, people. Uh, do you have that question, Andy? <laughs> I did already, I asked it. <laughs> I asked it before the podcast. <laughs> But people think people in wingsuits land with their wingsuit. Unfortunately, that's just not a thing that exists right now. Not safely. That would be very ugly.
0: Right. Well, it's, it's fair. and I felt stupid when
2: I asked the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like...
2: <laughs> Trust me, I get that. I get that question. I get just, that question like, all the time. just like squirrel suited. I just land. I get that question all the time. But what's really cool about this is he was able to land on his own two feet, and then he took off again. And that's when he went all the way to altitude. Uh, once he got to altitude, he pulled his parachute. So he didn't land back down. I'm sure there's He's reasons probably out for of fuel. that. Yeah, maybe right. out of yeah. fuel. Not that makes Not enough to sense. control, dude. Yeah because
0: mm-hmm. he had to come back down and then yeah, go back up to slow scared down
3: to do it the second time
0: <laughs> right Because i'm to not gonna guy, push my luck right
3: <laughs>
1: right. it's right. true though because <laughs> if
2: you if you make that commitment to come back and land on the ground and then you run out of fuel at like a thousand feet yeah, you're, fucked. you're yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah i mean you did awesome. it
0: once for tyra's grand champion that's why you already got the t-shirt man fucking <laughs> <laughs> just let it go yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, the four little jet turbines that are on the wings. I'm sure they consume fuel super fast, mm-hmm. and it's not like you can carry a whole lot. I I'm sure there's a very specific requirement because if he overweights himself, then he won't have the thrust he needs. Mm-hmm. You know, just like any kind of aircraft.
2: Yeah, and it's so crazy because these guys have flown with an Emirates jetliner. They've yeah, flown A380. with. Um, they've
1: thrown with uh, French uh, military planes, the military Swiss planes. fighter jets, uh, mm-hmm. Breitling wing walkers, which are stuntmen who uh, fly planes and you know do wing walking. Uh, I think a bunch of other ones that I I haven't I didn't find, but yeah, they do a lot of exposition uh, exhibition stuff. They they've been in commercials. Um, you know, Breitling is a big sponsor of uh, uh, Ross from Switzerland, uh, so he does a lot of stuff for them in, in the watchworks over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's super impressive.
2: And what they're really trying to do, that I think is super interesting, is they're just trying to create. They're trying to create fully autonomous flight. So that means that you can go from a standing position to flying into New York City to landing, um, fully autonomously. Right, without right. even needing a parachute. So it's, that's that's where they're trying to go, and I think they're going to get there. They've been doing this for over ten years now, and they've gotten pretty far. I think the first record was set in two thousand six. Yeah, and so they're getting there, um, but I just think it's going to take time.
0: They can't even drive in New York fucking city. How are they going to fly in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why you need to fly in a New York City. Not everybody can afford choppers, but maybe I can afford a jetpack.
1: Yeah, traffic is already unsafe. Let's put everyone in the air. <laughs> that's nope. going to go. Real Zero well. problems.
0: The Everything Just will be fine. Fucking like, people flying through yeah. skyscrapers. Right, right. Oh. Yeah,
1: good luck.
2: <laughs> What'd you say, Nika?
1: <laughs> give like ten gallons of jet fuel. Of
0: jet
2: oh fuel. yeah. <laughs> Maybe by then yeah, it'll be solar bug. powered.
1: Yeah. yeah give. <laughs> yeah. Strap them to jet fuel and then throw them through the air <laughs> <In a city laughs> at 200 miles air. an hour and go. Good luck.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: over top of tons yeah, of innocent well, like, what people. If you're
3: flying and it's like you know with the solar panels, how you said, Jen, and then it gets cloudy. Now what? Oh, uh, now you're like in real trouble. Oh, yeah. Okay, better
2: solution. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there and somebody smarter than me can Nuclear build power. it.
0: Oh, that's an important. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say wind,
2: wind, because then you're regenerating it because you're creating wind when you move.
1: <laughs> so you want to create more drag. <laughs> Just for sort of the sake of harvesting a little <laughs> bit of energy. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm not yes. a professor. I don't know. This is that's why F1 start. cars
1: they harvest from the braking mechanism. Not, not. They don't have a dynamo for like acceleration, but braking oh. They harvest energy from the brakes. Oh,
2: that's sick! I didn't know that. See, yeah. Well, more you know. The more you know. Hey.
0: Oh, fun facts.
2: <laughs> Side story about <laughs> harvesting your own fat. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> no!
0: Oh god. Yes. <laughs>
2: So a few Nico goes, go on. A few years ago, <laughs> actually, I think it was like 10 years ago, it was a while ago. Um, they did a full voyage, I think it was from the UK to Af- to Australia, so really far, um, just harvesting human fat. They actually turned human fat into biofuels, and that's what they traveled in and the ship yeah the ship looked like um i think it was called i think it's called biodiesel right and and the ship looked really cool it looked like a super cool spaceship almost it was it was a hip looking modern ship and they traveled all that way with just body fat actually the guys who built the boat and he's like waiting to ask a question i don't know no i don't even i'm just like what the fuck
1: is he saying (laughs) and he's like i can get into that sport
2: (laughs)
0: We got Australia, me. Imagine- <laughs> you, you and Chris. You and Chris. Imagine if they paid dream people team.
2: to lose weight so they could harvest their fat, and then you um, were helping the environment. It's like the
3: Biggest Win-win. Loser, but or, like or or if they had just like factories of like fat kids. And then <laughs> they just like fed them more, like foie gras, right? Like, yeah. Oh god. More. And then yeah, dude, that's how we got the Matrix, man. Yeah. How, yeah. You're right. You're right. Everyone it will
1: everyone <laughs> will take advantage, manipulated system to for profit, right?
3: Yeah. That idea yeah like and instead of body everyone. heat. <laughs> heat <laughs> right. right.
2: The the last thing I'll say about it, since you guys already have a way, you've already figured out a way to save the world. So this guy's project isn't as important anymore. <laughs> But the, the two guys who um, created this idea actually, like, lost the weight themselves and used their own fat to do it. So it's really, really interesting.
0: Cool. I think we should circle back around on that and get some more information. I wanted, like, <laughs> we're, coming, we're coming back to this. We'll,
2: we'll bring it in. We'll bring it in. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: I mean,
3: that's even better. Like, not only can you eat all the cookies and pizza that you want, but you're actually making energy. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have a food problem.
1: This is you justified.
0: energy. <laughs> So I'm travelling, bitch. Yeah, yeah, just for... <laughs>
1: There's nothing wrong. It's for the environment. Fuck off. Saving the world. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> shoving tubs of ice Saving cream in your face on the couch. <laughs> Fun fact for anyone who can't see this: every time Nico talks, I stare at the microphone <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like am It's fucking really stupid. I, I've There's been doing it the whole time. I just realized. <laughs> <you>
3: know, <laughs> like, an empty microphone I'm, with like a picture of me glued. To it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I wish like, it did. It would make more plan. fucking yeah. sense. Like I'm probably like a psychopath just are you okay car. in there? We'll get you out, buddy. <laughs> Making interested faces at it and stuff. Like, I don't really, really
2: fucking stupid. It the camera's like, up there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm looking at the fucking microphone. It sounds like a Black Mirror episode. I mean If
3: it makes you feel any better, I'm talking at a car wheel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, I do. Ball, I do. <laughs> I, do <feel> <laughs> I do feel better. I'm just sitting in my car talking like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you, um you have time to stick around a little bit, Nico, or do you want to head out?
1: Yeah, we got like a five ten minutes left, I think. Uh, okay, I can stay. For it's, five,
0: up
2: 10 it's, it's up to you. It's up to you. You can yeah. go. Not
1: to put you on the spot or anything.
3: <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah, we're just gonna do our <laughs> well, badassery segment. Our
2: last segment of the podcast. Bring! Badassery.
1: You know, I don't need to do any editing anymore. Jen's going to get all the sound effects. She's our own (laughs)
0: soundboard. We do just like a live soundboard.
2: I'm going to introduce all new segments for (laughs) (laughs) now. So as we've stated in the past, Badassery is our segment we do on every week where we highlight badasses all throughout history or daredevils who are doing crazy shit. And it's in celebration of people pushing the boundaries of human potential. Yes. (laughs) yes <laughs> this week <laughs> yes it is <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the peanut gallery this week we are highlighting a woman named Bessie Coleman whose nicknames include brave Bessie and wait for it Queen Bess, yes, Queen. She was the original Queen uh, the before Queen Bey. <laughs> the culminator. <laughs> the culminator would have been better, at, you know. Yeah. That, sure. I think she was ahead of her time. I don't think culminator would have been as popular in the we're, we're get her ni- early today. 1900s. Yeah, so well, we'll she's she's dead now.
0: <laughs> it's a sadder story. She's dead now.
2: But. So Queen Bess was the um was the first black woman in the u.s to earn her pilot's license awesome the first female aviatrix and uh, black female aviatrix in the u.s uh this would have been in the early 1920s i think she got her license in the early 1920s and what's really interesting about it is nobody in the u.s would let her take lessons here.
0: Yeah, she had to go to France.
2: She had to go to France. Um, That's how bad the times were. Her brother had gotten back from the war and basically told her that France was a little bit more progressive. And she was like, oh, bitch, I'm out of here. I'm going to hop on over the pond, and I'm going to go get my pilot's license in France. And so in addition to that, the girl is a badass in many ways. She ended up making a name for herself doing kind of stunt, stunt shows. And just flying around the U.S. And they used to have traveling kind of shows where you would go and do and do things. Well, like
0: the Blue Angels kind of air do show. That today. It's an, like an air show. show,
1: yeah. An air show. The air. yeah, they still have those.
2: <laughs> it's still the future so. <laughs> to, it's always the future.
1: It's, it's traveling circus <laughs>
2: <laughs> i wish traveling circuses still existed uh i guess they now did. they're just carnies yeah carnies <laughs> so she was a badass too because she would um not only do these crazy stunts but sometimes she would walk out onto the wings And there's even one story of her. She had a parachutist with her, and she was also a parachutist sometimes. And she uh, had a guy with her who was supposed to jump, and basically, he didn't like the weather, which is a very responsible decision—not to jump out of a plane. So I'm not, I'm not Not supporting this totally. (laughs) Life
0: is worthless. Get out there and make your twenty-five cents. (laughs) Right. True.
2: Before that, she was at an air show, and her plane crashed, and she survived. Oh, here you go. And she actually wanted to get back in the air immediately, and the doctors were like, eh, probably not a good idea, and it took her two years to recover. That's how bad her accident she was. She had a
1: broken leg and a fractured ribs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she got pretty messed up.
1: Yeah, she nosedived 300 feet outside of L.A. when her motor stalled, mm-hmm. and her plane mm-hmm. was destroyed, but she survived.
2: Well, she survived. Yeah. And one of those shitty, like
0: aluminum foil fucking paper planes and they dro- rode that. Night. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like No uh, real
1: safety. No. <laughs> just, I think it was just a regular old,
3: you know, twin engine, uh,
1: single engine, biplane, you know.
2: Times were different back then.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like back then, like cars didn't even have feet built A lot of them. Like, imagine yeah. what the
1: technology for safety in planes were Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very. You guys have no plane. business even in the air. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. This You're, is against everything yeah. we believe. <laughs> You're still putting your feet on the ground to stop cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice reference, bro.
2: Uh, Well, if you think about it, wasn't the the Wright brothers? Didn't that happen in like? One, one of the first years of the 1900s, early 1800s. I wasn't prepared for this part of the test. <laughs> We're all like, we don't know history. <laughs> I'm re- trying to recall fourth grade and it's not coming up real
0: quick. It's it's, it's blocked by hops. It was in Kitty Hawk. I know that e- much. <laughs> Kitty Hawk. Yeah. I remember the, the 1903. flight where 1903.
1: 1903, Chris coming through clutch. Nice. Thank God.
0: <laughs>
2: So after that happened, she recovered and she went back out and jumped again or kept doing her thing again. And then eventually, yeah, a wrench got stuck and Mm -hmm. they nosedived and she didn't have her seatbelt on because she was known to kind of lean out (coughs) and and check, you know, the landing area and stuff. And I think she uh, got, yeah, she was thrown out of the cockpit. Yeah, the wrench, like, I guess, died.
1: It probably, it's one of those, it sounds like a freak cartoon accident. Like the wrench got lodged in the controls and put into a tailspin. It's like a wrench just. Took the, like, the yoke and just, like, shoved it into one position or something. Yeah. And...
0: Is that where maybe we're a monkey wrench in the works or whatever?
1: Oh, maybe. Throwing a wrench in the works. a wrench in yeah. The, yeah. the works?
0: because, I mean, that's a fucking wrench in the works if I've ever heard <laughs> one. Right, yeah. Well, really unless a wrench in the works killed someone, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then. <laughs> <But this laughs> that might it. be the first one. Not right. to make light of someone dying. No, no, of course not, of course not. <laughs> but... <laughs> Just kind of realized that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's interesting question that you pose.
2: People in action sports, and I feel like, Nico, you can attest to this a little bit. You know, we go out and we do what we do, and you kind of have to operate... Out of a level of thinking that the worst could happen right and you're positive and you do all your equipment checks and you're really safe people think extreme sports people are dumb but you have to be really safe to do what you do and um, and then people pass away sometimes right they're pushing the limits they pass away and we will lose friends but everybody still gets back up and gets on that plane and that's kind of how extreme sports continue to operate and evolve because people that's again cut from the same cloth, right? Like yeah. there's, it's not, it's not <laughs> great when people die doing what they're doing, but they're doing what they love, what they love, and um, I think it really um, explains a lot about just like the culture in general. What do you think, Nico?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, um, yeah, like I've talked to a bajillion skydivers, and you know, I've done a few other extreme sports myself, and it's, you know, it's kind of part of, uh, part of it that You kind of accept that okay, like if I die doing this, or you know, if I like maim my body doing it, like that's a risk that I'm willing to take because I love it that much, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I disagree on the point that most of the people that do extreme sports are smart, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of dumb ones, there's a lot of dumb ones, you can get away with it, but you're right. Really, you're right, really, really long that do it for a very long time and that survive it for like 20 years or something those are pretty smart yeah
2: the yeah we always talk about that there's people who are really dumb and die and then there are people who if if you are in the sport if you're a skydiver for 25 years that's an incredible you know you that person's really safe
3: yeah 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 you're not a sketchball at 25 years yeah
2: yeah
0: fair dumb luck sometimes
2: yeah
1: yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> and Don't I promise I luck promise, luck. we're not going to end every episode with someone dying and the same talk about how <laughs> everybody does what they love and there's consequences. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that every week. Promise. <laughs> just... But on that note, I think uh, we're going to wrap. Um, Nico, thank you so much for calling in, man.
2: Thank you, Nico. Really appreciate
1: yeah, absolutely, it.
0: Absolutely, guys. I really enjoyed it. I hope Good. we get to meet you soon and maybe we can get in that tunnel.
2: Heck yeah. Yeah, let's stay in touch and we'll set let's it up. It.
1: Cool. Awesome. All
2: right, awesome, bye, awesome. Nico.
3: Bye uh, guys. Uh, later, brother. It.
1: All right, so um, that's that's it for episode two of Andy sends it. Woo-hoo! Uh, yeah, next week uh, I don't know what we're gonna talk about yet, but it's gonna be cool, and we'll try to we'll try to move on to other sports. Uh, that's the other thing I wanted to say is we're not just gonna strictly stick with air sports. It's just kind of naturally how it's happened because Jen's uh, Jen's heavily involved in that, uh, and it, we have a lot of access. But yeah, and the the,
0: the, the availability to actually talk somebody champion in a sport you know what i mean you gotta go you get that opportunity you go for it why not sure
1: sure but we are going to cater to all sports so we just want to be very upfront honest about that Mm -hmm. um anything else Good.
2: well just to remind everyone to like comment subscribe yes
1: please do it helps Uh, us a lot share help everything yeah
2: where you can find us pretty much on all the social platforms all the podcast platforms and on youtube at fullsendhq.com or on Instagram at SendItHQ. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, SendItHQ. Send
1: SendItHQ, yep. And if you have any doubt, again, FullSendHQ.com has all our social links. Go there, check it out. Uh, the podcast is also live at podcast.FullSendHQ.com. And soon we will be on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. cetera. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah, a lot nice out, thanks for coming everybody. Thanks Andy to the universe again. <laughs> Boom. You guys are awesome. Um, send. Keep sending it out there.